Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Saturday of the sixth week of Easter. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Constantly shape our minds, we pray, O Lord, by the practice of good works, that trying always for what is better, we may strive to hold ever fast to the Paschal mystery. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Paul came down to Antioch, where he spent a short time before continuing his journey from the Galatian country, and then through Phrygia, encountering all the followers. An Alexandrian Jew named Apollos now arrived in Ephesus. He was an eloquent man with a sound knowledge of the scriptures. And yet, though he had been given instruction in the way of the Lord and preached with great earnestness and was accurate in all the details he taught about Jesus, He had only experienced the baptism of John. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him speak boldly in the synagogue, they took an interest in him and gave him further instruction about the way. When Apollos thought of crossing over to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote asking the disciples to welcome him. When he arrived there, he was able by God's grace to help the believers considerably by the energetic way he refuted the Jews in public, and demonstrated from the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God is King of all the earth. God is King of all the earth. All peoples clap your hands, cry to God with shouts of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, we must fear, great King over all the earth. God is King of all the earth. God is King of all the earth, sing praise with all your skill. God is King over the nations, God reigns on his holy throne. God is King of all the earth. The princes of the peoples are assembled, with the people of Abraham's God. The rulers of the earth belong to God, to God who reigns over earth. God is King of all the earth. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Father will send you the Holy Spirit, says the Lord, to be with you forever. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. 
Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you most solemnly, anything you ask for from the Father, he will grant in my name. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and so your joy will be complete. I've been telling you all this in metaphors. The hour is coming when I shall no longer speak to you in metaphors, but tell you about the Father in plain words. When that day comes, you will ask in my name. And I do not say that I shall pray to the Father for you, because the Father himself loves you for loving me and believing that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I leave the world to go to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's start this reflection by going to the last verse of yesterday's gospel, because they they follow on one from the other. So Jesus says this, So it is with you. You are sad now, but I shall see you again, and your hearts will be full of joy, and that joy no one shall take from you. When that day comes, you will not ask me any questions. So what we see at the conclusion of yesterday's gospel is that Jesus, he sets up this dichotomy between the now, which is sorrowing and suffering, and the future, which will be filled with joy. There's the present travail, just like the woman in childbirth, but then the future joy, just as the woman receives her child in her arms. And Jesus points out that when that fulfillment comes, when Jesus comes into our presence once more, that then we'll not ask him anything. Now, I think it's important to just have highlighted that little bit because it sets up what Jesus says in the gospel now. He says to his disciples, I tell you most solemnly, anything you ask for from the Father, he will grant in my name. Now, Jesus has just finished saying that when the time of joy comes, when the fulfillment of his presence is manifest to the disciples, that they won't ask for anything. They won't need to, because having everything fulfilled, there's nothing that we could possibly lack. But Jesus returns to the now. I tell you most solemnly, Anything you ask for from the Father, he will grant in my name. He's gone back to our present time, the time of struggle and the time of suffering. This is the time of asking. This is the time of prayer. And so Jesus says, ask and you will receive. And so your joy will be complete. Ask, pray, Entrust yourself into the Father's hands and you'll arrive at that place of the fullness of joy. That time when we will not ask for anything more. But we're in an in-between time. We're in the now. We're tending toward the fulfillment, but while we're in the now, while we're in the period of suffering... Isn't it wonderfully consoling that Jesus gives us one instruction? Ask, 
pray. And Jesus uses that common phrase. Uh, here in the translation of the Jerusalem Bible, it comes out as, I tell you most solemnly, but, but literally he says, Amen, Amen, I say to you. Anything you ask for from the Father, he will grant in my name. Now, I think we need to take seriously the promise that Jesus makes here, that what we ask for in the name of Jesus, the Father will give. But it kind of butts up against our experience. You prayed for something and didn't get it? (laughs) Get in line. Actually, there's an interesting movie called Bruce Almighty starring Jim Carrey and uh, and he swaps places with God for a period of time and, and you know, he has to answer all the prayers. And uh, so he decides to have all the prayers emailed to him and then he's got millions of emails and he decides at that point that he's just going to give a bulk response. Yes. And it turns out that everyone who prayed to win the lottery wins the lottery and everyone gets 17 bucks. I don't think it takes too long for us to kind of figure out that so many of our prayers, if they were answered, probably wouldn't have improved our lives or the lives of others. And I suppose fairly quickly, we find that this anything which Jesus refers to might not be referring to, you know, whatever, whatever you ask for in my name, you know, God's going to give you. That's certainly not looking at God as the Lord. It's it's looking at God as the ATM, and it's looking at me as the Lord. You know, I'm I'm the one who knows what's best for me, and therefore, God will give me what I want. No, I I think we need to remember the context in which Jesus is speaking here. You know, he's talking about the future fulfillment of every joy, that joy in which we will not have to ask for anything more, and then now which is the present suffering. So what is it that connects our current suffering to its fulfillment in joy? You know, this this picture that Jesus had yesterday of of the woman suffering in childbirth and then coming to the joy of having received the child. Like, Like, what transforms the one into the other, the suffering into joy? You gotta you gotta ask. You gotta pray. And what God gives us is what will bring us to that future fulfillment. Now, I think it's here that we probably got to come with a little bit of humility. Do we often really know what's best for us? I suspect we're pretty good at knowing what's most comfortable for us or what's the easiest for us. But uh, best, uh, that's, that's a little bit more difficult, I think. But... Jesus here refers to God as Father. Anything you ask for from the Father, he will grant in my name. In other words, Jesus is the Son of the Father. And when we pray in him, we tap into Jesus' relationship to the Father. In him we're made the sons and daughters of the Father. We're made one happy family. And so when we turn to the Father in our prayer, in Christ, we're coming before one who loves us, who seeks to bring us from the present travails, the present challenges, to the fulfillment of joy. And so, you know, I think when we pray to the Father, 
that we need to come with that humility. Lord, you know, whatever it is that is going to bring me to what you have prepared for me, that fullness of joy when I won't have to ask for anything more. Lord, because you are Father, give me what you will. Give me what in your love is truly going to be for my flourishing, for the flourishing of my family, for the world. And is God going to refuse any of that? No. Anything you ask for from the Father, he will grant in my name. Now, at this point, you might object and go, no, hang on a second, you've just pulled a trick. Jesus says, ask for anything in my name and the Father will give it. And we've just ended up saying that, well, the Father will only give us what he really wants to give us, not necessarily what we ask. Well, I don't think it's quite as tricksy as it seems at first glance. Because Jesus gives the instruction. You've got to ask. You've got to pray. You've got to put your needs before God the Father. Our prayer counts. And our asking is fruitful. But we do so in humility. Knowing that God is our Father. Entrusting our lives into his hands. Knowing that he is the one who guarantees our safe passage from present sorrow to true joy. He hasn't made us to be beggars because he's made us to arrive at that place where we'll not have to ask for anything anymore because he will have filled us so completely. But we need to trust that he is the one who knows how to bring us from our present sorrows to our future joys. Maybe that's not comfortable. Maybe it's not easy. But like the woman who's given birth to a child, the child in her arms is worth so much more than the sufferings she endured. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, Come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. 
Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.